Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. We're continuing to dive into God's Word as I seek to encourage you to be in God's Word. <clears throat> and uh, whether you're reading through what I'm reading, I'm also reading a couple of Psalms each day, sometimes as many as five, and looking at other parts of the Bible too. So I want to encourage you guys, and so we'll continue here with Exodus chapter 2, and the very last few verses here, starting verse 23. During those many days, the king of Egypt died, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God, and God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. And then chapter 3 starts with, Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro. Now this is going to be the same guy as earlier, <clears throat> had a different name, uh, Raul, right? But now, now it's Jethro. So interesting how, <clears throat> how that is. But uh, and Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And now we're going to read about the burning bush. But what I want to look at here is just in when we read God's word and we read it over and over and over again, we start to see connections. So how old is Moses? How do we know he was almost 80 at this point? Well, we know that he's about 40 because of some other verses, but if you look, if you turn to Acts chapter seven, toward the end of Acts chapter seven, we're hearing the life of Moses sort of being retold, and even the about his killing of the Egyptian and the Hebrews' response to Moses, and then we hear that forty years later, so that we know that his time in the in a desert with Jethro and marrying his daughter and having a child that it is 40 years when he comes to the burning bush. When this chapter 3 starts, it has now been 40 years. And and so the thing is, is that God's Word is is incredible. Different authors, different times. And of course, maybe the, the author, the speaker in Acts, maybe is speaking out of the legend. Of Moses. Some people would argue that. And since none of us that are living was around in the time of Acts, and definitely not around in the time of Moses or the writing of Exodus, even, that it's hard to really argue with any argument. The idea is to have a discussion and think about how accurate God's word is, and so many of so many are things that help us see that God's word is very, very accurate. So every time archaeology has gone out to try and prove God's word wrong, they actually find out that God's word is really accurate. And I forget the number, but I think it's in the neighborhood of twenty over 20,000 archaeological finds that all line up with scripture and that they haven't found any that are contrary to scripture. And then some people might say Scripture contradicts Scripture, but it doesn't. When you really know all of God's Word, you see that it all 
comes together. And there's other things that really make God's, that makes this, these books that are all put together and that we call the Bible, the Old and New Testament, the 66 books, that there's just so much to it that it is trustworthy. It's by far the most trustworthy ancient writing and it's the most trustworthy book, period. And for me, it really is God's Word. And so if I want to just get a hint of what God is thinking or His character or how faithful He is, I just have to get into His Word. And of course, when you get into His Word, you find out just how crazy man has always been, right? It's not a it's not a new thing that man has gone crazy. Man has been crazy from the beginning, since Adam and Eve. And so we keep pressing on in this broken world, knowing that one day Jesus Christ is coming back, and He will make all things new. And so I just want to encourage all of you to stay the course, to remember what's most important, and not to chase things that are fleeting, but to stay on course with what God has for you. And how do I know I'm on course? Well, be reading God's Word. And if you're off course, He's very good at gently bringing you back. But stay humble and stay hungry for God's Word. God bless you. Have a great day.